Welcome back. In this conversation, I talk with Steve Francis. Steve is a Greenville native and a Greenville legend in my eyes. I've had the privilege of knowing Steve for almost 20 years now, and I was extremely excited about this conversation because I've always looked up to Steve. I've always admired the way he lived his life, and I think a a lot of people around my age do. And I've never learned about his childhood and how Francis Produce was started, and how he met his wife Tammy, and all these things that um, I was interested in learning, and that's exactly what we cover in this conversation, how he is now the third generation um, of the Francis family running Francis Produce, how his grandfather started it in the 1920s, and how it's evolved over time, the sports he played growing up, how he was the middle child of five in a busy, busy family um, during his younger years, Um, Of course, how he met his beautiful wife, Tammy, and all the things in between. And Steve has always been somebody that's there to help. He's always there to give advice. And just like my partner, Rebel Rabbit, Pierce, the founder, um, went to Steve to get some advice on the beverage industry and how he can better navigate things for Rebel Rabbit Seltzer. So Steve has also helped one of my sponsors, Rebel Rabbit. And Rebel Rabbit is changing the way we socialize for the better. It's a healthier way to socialize. We've all grown up drinking alcohol and not really knowing the negative effects it causes to us. Well, Rebel Rabbit Seltzer is completely changing the game. It is a alcohol-free cannabis infused with Delta 9 THC. So you can still let your edge off a little bit. Um, You can drink it when you get home from work during the week or when you're kicking up and watching football on a Saturday. So you get that little bit of feeling of relief and fun, but it comes with none of the negative side effects as alcohol. They are racking up the retailers all over the country, or you can go directly to their website, and that link is in the show notes. The promo code will already be in the link when you go to it, but the promo code is LIFE20. You'll get 20% off your order. So they have a couple different flavors. They have a couple different levels. So it doesn't matter which level you are, they'll have one for you. It's incredible. It's a great alternative for alcohol. You can drink it. You'll get great sleep. You'll wake up and be productive. You won't have the negative side effects like a hangover, headache, foggy brain from alcohol. So go to their website, link in the show notes, and order yourself some Rebel Rabbit Seltzer and start changing the way you socialize. Spinks is another great company here in Greenville. I, I'll tell you, my whole life I've driven by Spinks, um, and I've only till recently known what they've done with their convenience stores. Um, you know, they're nice convenience stores. They have incredible customer service. They have great car washes, but I didn't know how much they do for the community. And Stuart and his family have done so much for the communities that they are in. It's incredible. They have donated millions and millions of dollars to their communities that they're in, to organizations like the March of Dimes. So go to their link in the show notes and you can find um, the location nearest you. But next time you're driving by a Sphinx, don't just think of it as a convenience store. They're there really making a difference in the community. So stop in, support your local Sphinx store. And uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with Steve Francis. Mr. Steve Francis, first off, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I am uh, honored to have you. I think um, a lot of guys around my age growing up in Greenville, knowing the Francis family, you're kind of a legend to us, you're like a mentor. Um, you're kind of an uncle to all of us, and I'm excited to hear your story. 
you uh, you grew up the middle of five. Is that right? That's right. I had uh, an older brother and uh, three younger sisters. I was in the middle, and I always tell people I caught hell from both ends. <laughs> <laughs> what um were you? You were about five years younger than I think your older brother Skip. Correct. Did y'all get? Were y'all close enough where y'all were really competitive, or were you more of like looking up to him as a bigger brother? I always looked up to Skip as a big brother. Um, as as we got older, uh, on the basketball court or or uh, playing backyard on the football, maybe things got a little tense. But uh, he was always a mentor and always somebody that. Uh, um, I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a good athlete in high school. Uh, went to Georgia Tech and played a little freshman basketball down there, and um, uh, he always made better grades than I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I always felt like he was a, a mentor, what a, more than a rival. Nice with uh, with your mom and dad. How did uh, how did the Francis's end up in Greenville? So in the early 1920s, my grandfather on my father's side, Mr. S.B. Francis, and his brother, Mr. S.B. Francis, immigrated here from Lebanon. And uh, originally they settled in Charleston, but at some point between, I think, the early 20s and 1927, they made their way to Greenville and set up life here and we've been here ever since where uh was i guess it was your granddad was his first how did he get into the produce industry i i don't really know exactly how it <laughs> happened um we uh we used to have an invoice that was dated in september of 1927 mm. so we knew that he was in business at least that long and um I know that he was always interested in having his own trucks, and he he had uh, operated more than more than a, a, a his uh, one truck. He had he had three or four, and he would send those trucks to Florida. He would lead them himself, and he would buy produce and bring it back to Greenville to sell to uh, stores that were uh, retailing mm-hmm. uh, grocery companies. And um, I believe you're the third generation now leading Francis Produce, but I'm interested in what your life was like before you got into Francis Produce. Yes. You're a Greenville High graduate. I am. Um, Go Red Raiders. That's right, baby. Mm-hmm. What uh, what sports did you play growing up? Uh, growing up, I played mostly uh, football and basketball. And um, I was fortunate enough, I can remember my mother. When I was fifth, sixth, seventh grade, she would take me down to the YMCA on Saturday mornings during the winter, whether it was football season or basketball season. We had uh, teams that we we played on, and she'd uh, take me early in the morning, pick me up at five o'clock the afternoon, and I had a blast down there. I would I would meet uh, friends that I still have to this day down there, friends that we ended up going to high school with, friends that we. Uh, went to different high schools, and we we made remained friends through college and and um, and today. And um, so I was able to 
enjoy that part of my life. And then when I got into my teens and was able to drive, I spent a lot of time at Francis Produce, probably getting in my uncle's and father's way, but uh, <laughs> driving trucks, making deliveries, and, and trying to help out. And and so I kind of started learning how hard they had to work and, mm-hmm. and how tough it was to, to, to make a living. And um, it, it taught me a, a work ethic that you have to have to to be somewhat successful uh, in the food business. And so that's how I kind of got started. With um, with your family, it's unique in a way because you're split South Carolina and Clemson <laughs> a little bit. Did you ever consider going to Clemson? I or- did. I did. I did coming out of high school. Um, and uh, I basically didn't apply to a lot of colleges. I uh, Skip was at Georgia Tech. My sister Adrian was at Clemson. So when I came out of school, I uh, I looked at the University of Georgia for some reason. I looked at <laughs> Clemson and I looked at South Carolina and I ended up at South Carolina. Um, I wanted to be a, a business major. And uh, um, when my senior year left high school, a lot of my classmates ended up at, at Clemson and at other schools, and so uh, I ended up at South Carolina and um, haven't regretted it. It was a great four years. Um, I made a lot of great friends and uh, uh, had a, a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, just a couple of years later. Yeah. In high school, in your high school sports days, basketball and football, what positions do you play? Uh, football, I was a linebacker and a guard. Back then, we went both ways. So <laughs> I like that. Like uh, you had yeah. to have full endurance, and you had to be, you know, uh, you had to be tough. And and uh, and then basketball, I was, uh, if you converted it to today, it'd be I was kind of a three or four guy. Which one was uh, your favorite? Well, I was probably a better football player, but basketball was probably my favorite. Did you? Um... Did you ever, did you have opportunities to play in college or anything? I had some small college interests in me, but uh, if I was as good as what I thought I was, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, back then, I, I did have a lot of confidence. But, but uh, you know, when um, I had two guys on my team that went on to play for Furman, and um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a big commitment back in like it is today. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out for me. Um, I thought about walking on, but uh, never did. So, uh, but uh, like I said earlier, the people that you your own teams with, and I, I know you know this from your soccer days at, at South Carolina. The, those are the relationships that you form that that are that are just strong and um, still your friends to this day. And uh, I think in life you get a lot of benefit out of that. I agree. I think there's something special about relationships formed from team sports in general and all the life lessons that come along playing those team sports. Is that uh Absolutely. D- did you meet uh meet Beach Foster and, and Vince Perone at the Greenville High Days? Go back to the wide days. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I was uh, I went to Saint Mary's, a private school from uh, the first through the ninth grade. And so uh, I, all these other guys I would meet in my basketball and, and football days on the YMCA leagues, they were public school guys. And so when I left St. Mary's to go to Greenville High my 10th grade year, I already knew 
seven or eight people that I was going to be playing football and basketball with. And it, it was a big help because I went from a very small, like maybe there were 38 people in my ninth grade class at St. Mary's to, I think, um, my 10th grade year at Greenville High, there was 1,600 some odd students. So, and it was a, it was a big adjustment. Yeah. And, um, but it was uh, it was fun. Uh, I was a little scared at first, but uh, my buddies from being on teams and and those relationships that you form, even though we were very young back there, back then, helped me with the adjustment. And uh, uh, you know, at uh, high school was a lot of fun, just like college. So, <laughs> with um, you go to you go to college with aspirations to be a business major. Correct. And- you know, I don't know if you thought you were going to get back into the family business, but was that your mindset to move back to Greenville eventually and work for Francis Produce? I, kn- I knew it was a big possibility. Um, the business uh, was was growing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a speaking about the second generation. Uh, my, my grandfather F.B. that immigrated here in the twenties, he died in nineteen fifty nine. And so my dad and my uncle Tony took the business from about 59 to 69. And then my uncle Bill came home from the Air Force mm-hmm. in 1969. And he was young and energetic. And uh, he, he started developing some uh, chain store relationships with uh, markets in this part of the country, um, Winn-Dixie and Bilo and Food Lion and Ingalls. And, and so... Um, the business kind of took on a little different identity mm-hmm. in the seventies and and eighties and nineties and 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 went through uh, a a very nice growth spurt. Um, so, you know, once again, a lot of hard work, but no lack of effort on their part. My three uncles and my uncle Boo, mm-hmm. uh, James Francis, was also involved in that, and they they. Uh, they did a good job. Um, <laughs> what was they worked hard and played hard. So <laughs> we're gonna get to Uncle Boo later because I I recently learned he had a nightclub in Greenville. And yes, I gotta, he did. I gotta learn about that. Yes, he did. What um, what was your dad like? Uh, he was very hardworking, uh, somewhat strict. Um, but <laughs> but not that strict. He had to be strict a little bit with you and Skip running around. Uh, <laughs> you know, as long as we 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 knew. We knew where the line was. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you step over that line, you're gonna pay the price. <laughs> uh, you stayed on the right side of the line. He was he he was very tolerant, mm-hmm. and he'd give you the benefit of the doubt. But we knew when we messed up, and we knew we were in for a, a rough go. But uh, um, he worked really hard, mm-hmm. and that's what I remember most about him. He passed away in 1988, and uh, he really just. Uh, um, work six, seven days a week, whatever it took. Mm-hmm. Um, taught us a lot about customer service and taking care of the customers that take care of you, and, yeah. and also taking care of the people that work for you. Yeah. Um. So he was uh, but he was uh, he was a lot of fun. Um. And uh, he was a very good cook. <laughs> he liked to fish. Uh, that's what he did mostly in his spare time. He played a little bit of golf when he was younger, but, uh, but he, he, he did a really good job on all of us. And, and, uh, yeah, he, he did work a lot, but he was always around when we needed him. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
uh, he was he was a good father and a good husband. It reminds me a lot of my granddad. I think someone from that generation, they're just built different. Yeah. They, you know, hardworking, great dads. Yes. Good role models. Also a little tough when needed. It was a gift for me to be born into a family like that. I agree. And uh, I thank the good Lord for it every day because... Not not every family uh, unit is is uh, set up that way, and and um so once again, what a blessing it was, and much appreciated. Yes, sir. Another uh, probably blessing in your life was meeting Aunt Tammy. Absolutely, your better half. How did... Clemson girl. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm gonna need some advice because my wife is also a Clemson girl. <laughs> well, you know, you just. Uh, uh, you don't diss the Tigers in front of them. <laughs> I agree. Uh, you learned that. Well, our, our the Francis family in 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 Clemson, we go back uh, a long way. My dad was had a very good relationship with with head coach Danny Ford mm-hmm. back in the eighties, and um, so Clemson was not uh, hated by me or anybody else in my family. They my dad uh, enjoyed going to football games over there. He took me and my brother and sisters when we were kids. Uh, uh, it was a Saturday ritual back in the Frank Howard days when we would go up to Finley's Little Market on Augusta Road and get some of those shaved ham sandwiches and <laughs> fried chicken and go over there and and, uh, and and tailgate before tailgating was as popular as it is today. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, so we don't we're not we're not Clemson haters. We have a lot of respect for. For what they do, we we pull for them in that uh, November Classic when they when they play us. But that's, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, that's about it. So it is. Uh, I tell people a lot of times. I was just down in a wedding in Charleston, and they were asking me like if I hated Clemson and and that sort of thing. I was like, you know, it's a weird relationship, especially being in Greenville, because half of my best friends are Tigers, and yeah, half of my best friends are Gamecocks, and of course the rivalry's fun, but. We don't hate each other. Sure. You know? <clears throat> what um do you do you remember how you met Tammy or like what was y'all's I do first date or something? So I was with my buddy Phil Hughes <laughs> and it was uh it was a like I believe it was either late January or early February. I don't remember the exact date, but it had snowed in Greenville and uh the Hyatt had just opened. So uh there wasn't a lot of places open at night. We were all single and all had graduated from college and we're all working so phil had a buddy that had a jeep four-wheel drive snow on the ground hey you know come pick me up man let's go out (laughs) we're not gonna let a little snow get in our way so we'd go up to the hyatt and and apparently that particular night that was one of the few places open and uh we ended up sitting next to each other and um started talking and so the rest is kind of history we we started dating shortly shortly thereafter, and then um, I would leave to go to uh, Nogales, Arizona, uh, periodically to uh, buy produce mm-hmm. as, as like a ground bro- gro- uh, bra- ground broker and kind of inspector um, uh, in the winter time to send produce back because Mexico crossed. A lot of things right there in Arizona. Yeah, a lot, a lot of items, and it was kind of a slow time over here in Florida when they didn't have quite the selection that mm-hmm. 
they may have out there. So we kind of dated through all that and ended up um, getting married in 1990. And um, so this uh, this August we'll be married 20, 23 years. Y'all gives me 33 years. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did y'all get married in Greenville? We did. We got married in Greenville, and we had our wedding reception at the Hyatt. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> the so, same Hyatt that's kind of on North Main up there? Hyatt that's on North Main. It was, uh, I don't know if you know the history of that building, but it was kind of Max Heller's dream, and it was the first, kind of the cornerstone of Greenville downtown renaissance. And uh, so it was uh, a very nice property, and... and uh, we decided that's where we wanted to have our reception, and we did, and we, we had a nice nice wedding reception there. Uh, still have it on film, still get it out and watch it every now and then, see how, <laughs> see how young everybody looks. What are your uh, what are your dance moves like? Well, they're not too good. <laughs> uh, will I see you on the dance floor at Rob's wedding? Yes, you will. <laughs> yes, you'll see me on the dance floor at Rob's wedding, but... Uh, I always told Tammy I'm a better slow dancer. Than there you go. It got a little bit of rhythm in there. I see it. Yeah. yeah. So. During uh, during your earlier days uh, at Francis Produce, did you um, were you more of the seller? You know, you more the operator on the back end, logistics. What you know, what was your role? So to we did a little bit of everything. Um, I wanted to be uh, in sales, and I wanted to sell to the grocery industry. So. When my uncles decided to send me to out to Arizona in the winter time to to buy vegetables to send back, that's kind of where I f- feel like I kind of turned the corner and maybe cut my teeth in the produce business because it was a very busy, active little town. Everybody was there for one reason to buy produce. It was competitive. Uh, you didn't have the technology that you have today. You had to get up very early in the morning. You had to work uh, through midnight that night or maybe past midnight and get up the next day and do it again. And I'd usually stay out there 14 to 21 straight days. And, and it was a it was a it was a grind. And um, but there was a lot of chain store people out there doing the same thing we were doing. And um, so we were able to. Uh, if Florida had a freeze, which it tends to have a lot in January and February, it made the markets really active out there. So if if you had a foothold or you had a presence out there, it was to your advantage um, to be able to tell customers in the retail grocery industry. Yeah, but you would ship to the south. Hey, hey, I'm on the ground in Nogales, and I'm shipping to the southeast. So. Uh, it went a long way. And then we also have our own trucks. Mm-hmm. So, and we, we've always had our own trucks cause we like to know where our stuff is. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, we were able to kind of, uh, develop two lines of business out yeah. there with the trucks and the, and buying the produce. And having the relationships with the people back South. Yes. restaurants and the grocery stores. Uh, yes, absolutely. You know, um, and still have some of those relationships today. What, um, what was, I guess, older Greenville, like dealing with some of the chefs and the restaurants and, you know, that sort of thing, like going in and building relationships with, cause people now look at Greenville and they see, you know, tons of restaurants and tons of kind of tourism, you know, 
What was it like it's, back then? It's become um, somewhat of a culinary destination, which is a, a, a great feather in, in the in the city's cap. And um, so, you know, earlier when I was getting out of colleges, you, you had to, you didn't have as many restaurants, so you tried to go the hospital systems mm-hmm. route, and uh, you went anywhere where you could get volume. So school systems, hospital systems, uh, prison systems, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, correctional institutions, um, and then the restaurants, uh, you tried to, I can remember um, years ago selling a, a carload of jumbo onions to a rail car now, 1,200 bags to the Beacon restaurant in Spartanburg. And um, so you, you went, you, you tried to look at, at, at places where you could move a lot of product. And um, um, so, but now with so many different restaurants here and so many different concepts and so many of them doing well, uh, you know, the, the, the population is supporting them. So it's, it's a little different. It's more concentrated less spread out than it was earlier. Um, so, you know, if you, if you really concentrate on customer service and quality, uh, you could, you, you can really make a nice living for yourself just in the food service part. Got it. With, um, did you serve, I'm guessing uncle Boo's nightclub? No, uncle Boo had the nightclub (laughs) when I was, when I was very young, but (laughs) <laughs> I can remember as a kid, so it was. It apparently was a very hot place, and um, I never get. I wasn't old enough, but I, I heard stories about it. So I know they had live entertainment. Yeah, I heard he brought in some great musical acts. Yeah, he brought in the Swinging Medallion. All right. I know that, and uh, so I, I know that um, he he was involved in an automobile accident. <laughs> And my daddy and Uncle Tony had to run it for about a week while he recovered. And I think they had a good time. Because <laughs> I, I can remember as a kid listening to him giggling about what went on the night before. And they were just out there to make sure that, you know, all the money went to the right place. Yeah. But um, I, I think it was a very, very active, lively place from what I hear and from stories people tell me. What, uh, where was it on Augusta? It was on Augusta, right? Yeah, it was. Well, it was down Augusta Road where I think it was. I'm pretty sure the name of it was the Bamboo Club. And it's uh, <laughs> it's right there where you cut off Augusta Road and and you're going towards Donaldson Center. So okay. he, I think he had a lot of people from the air base that were, you know, clients. And, uh, and then he had a lot of people from Greenville. So he had a good thing going for a while. Um. We talked about your dad earlier, and you mentioned uh, fishing. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, you love fishing? I do. Is that where you started fishing? Was with your dad? That's where I started fishing was with my dad, and um, so we would go to Harlow, mm-hmm. and uh, we would uh, go Sunday afternoons or whenever he had time, and we would just uh, be on the lake all day. And uh, I remember that that was a lot that that was a good bonding time, and. There were some times when I didn't want to go, and and but I went anyway, and I'm glad I did. So, you know, a good outing, kind of like those Clemson games we went to when we were young, and um, he liked to cook, so we would uh, we we bought a small lake house in I think 1970 or 71, and um, I guess I was in about the tenth grade, so. We would go down there and, and fish for a while and then come in and cook a good meal. And um, 
So uh, it was a, a lot of fun. Is it uh same property or new property where y'all have y'all's house? Same in? property. We just, as time went on, we were able to add acreage on either side and We've got close to about five acres on a very nice point, and we still get down there today and enjoy it when we can. What's your uh, ideal fishing day? Oh, wow. So I I love to do uh, deep lake fishing with downriggers for lake trout, and I like to striper fish. So either one of those days, going out early, my ideal fishing day, getting up at, at uh, sunrise, going out, fishing to about 10 o'clock. <laughs> and my wife likes to fish too. So, yeah. And then coming back and making a really good breakfast and uh, and then chilling and watching football <laughs> if it's football season. So. Rebel Rabbit is on a mission to provide a healthier and smarter way to socialize and drink. Their alcohol-free Cannabis-infused seltzers are perfect for anybody just trying to kick back and relax after a hard day at work or on the golf course with your friends or hanging out at a party and you want to wake up and feel better the next day. Their seltzers are perfect for you. They are a great alternative to alcohol as well. Their website is drinkrebelrabbit.com. Use promo code LIFE20. You'll get 20% off your order. That link is in the show notes. But join the mission and start drinking and socializing smarter with Rebel Rabbit Seltzers. With um, with do you do saltwater fishing at all? Yes, yes. I like to we redfish. Some pictures of you doing that. I like to redfish inshore, and uh, we do some bonnethead shark fishing in Charleston this time of year. We didn't get to down there to uh, do any this year, but uh, uh, that's pretty good because you can catch redfish and bonnethead. Uh, at the same time, and it's a good fight. It's a good fight. So, um, my I got some earliest memories of my dad playing or fishing, um, and like you said, like I didn't always want to go, but I feel like it's a great bonding time. Like I still remember it to this day, right? And uh, you remind me a lot of my dad, and my dad always says, "Me and Rock used to have it on the." Church basketball we court. Yeah. <laughs> when did you? Uh, we had some fierce battles. So when we. You know, when we graduated from college and we would play in these men's league and uh, your dad had a team and uh, we had a team, me and Skip had a team and we had church league teams. We we would either be playing softball or basketball Monday through Thursday mm-hmm. and uh, we stayed active and then we'd go out and uh, unwind a little bit and um <laughs> But uh, yeah, we had a, we had a lot of fun playing in those leagues, and they were very competitive. I'm sure, you know. How and, you know what I like about those leagues is all those guys were great guys, and we we could we could have we could have the <laughs> the most terrible game, and we could all just act bad and <laughs> and raise a lot of hell at each other. But it, when it was over, we'd go out and drink a beer together, and everybody was friends and laugh about it. Yeah, you know. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, my dad. Uh... Very competitive yes. thing, just he like, he just like uh, yeah. Francis boys. And um, how did you get the nickname Rock? I don't know. No, <laughs> I think it down low. I think one time I had a, a cut eye and a game over at the Phyllis Wheatley Center, and um, they put a towel over it because I was bleeding, and I finished the game before I went to get it stitched up. It's funny. That's how my dad always refers to you. And they said they said I look like Rocky Balboa because the Rocky movie came out then, and it was 
very poppy. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we not. Um, but uh, that's how we did it. I, <laughs> when did you uh, when did you stop playing ball? Um, I guess in my forties. Yeah. Uh, so I coached uh varsity basketball at St. Joseph's for five years. I didn't know that. That was a lot of fun, and my love for basketball. Uh, they, I, I was an assistant for one year in '99 with Butch Estes, and then he left to go take the head coaching job at Guilford College, and then um, so from 2000 to 2006, when the school was just getting established and getting started, um, they asked me if I'd take it over, and and I said I'd love to take it over, so. We did well. We we won a lot of games. We made the playoffs uh, every year in the Skeezer League, and we almost uh, we made it to the semifinals one year of the playoffs. And uh, met a lot of nice kids and a lot of nice parents and a lot of nice teachers. And if I could if I could have made it on the salary that they were paying me, <laughs> I might still be doing that instead of uh, in the produce business because that's how much I enjoy it. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. There's um. Did you, why did you enjoy it so much? I like working with the young people and um, I like, I like the coaches and I like learning more about basketball. I like, you know, 99.9% of, 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 of plays and X's and O's that basketball coaches that, that a lot of coaches have is they, they see it somewhere. They put their own little spin on it mm-hmm. And um, and or they pick it up out of a book. There was a great book I read by uh, Dean Smith, and and I read uh, John Wooden's book. And um, I I just always been interested in being a coach, and um, it was an opportunity to coach high school, and mm-hmm. and uh, I said, well, you know, I might if I don't do this, I might always wonder what it was like. So I did it till the produce business we got a little busier, and then it just kind of got too much to juggle and uh the school I felt like needed somebody to be a part of the faculty or yeah in the hallways of the students you know every day so so uh we phased out the reason uh, 2006 season so see I I didn't know you coached that long yeah till that time frame because it reminds me of you said because you like working with the young young kids young guys yeah in some form and fashion, that's kind of how I look at you, right? As like a secondary uncle or a mentor in a way, right? Like, Thank you for that. A lot of people my age do. I mean, you know, the Francis family spreads very wide and everybody says like Big Unc or Big Steve or something like that. Do you remember um, kind of how that role came on for you or like where you started, you know, seeing Rob's friends and you started seeing all the nephews and nieces and all their friends come sure. around. So, you know, Juliet, Will, Hunt, and uh, um, Skip had Trey, Drew, and Rob, and, and then uh, later on Olivia and Charlie. And, and uh, so um, me and Tammy, just we, we were always there. We wanted to be present in their uh, church basketball games when they were in the third grade mm-hmm. and, uh, or, or, or even earlier. And uh, – so we wanted to be involved, and we we loved them. We enjoyed them. They gave us a lot of joy, and uh, uh, we we wanted to kind of be a part in in their development. And 
and, and you know, thankfully my sister and my brother and uh, brother-in-laws and sister-in-law let, let us do that. So it was just very fulfilling for us, and, and we, uh, we, we loved it. And we loved not only the nephews and the, and the, niece, the nieces, uh, you know, Julie had Marley and, uh, and Kara, but we love their extended friends too. Yeah. And we love getting to know them and we love having them over at our house or having them down at the lake or, 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 or just, uh, enjoying them, you know, in another, uh, setting. So it was, uh, like I said, very fulfilling and, and, and very joyful for us to, to be a part of that. I, uh, I mean, y'all would host like the football team from Greenville High for Drew and Bob and those boys. Yeah. We had, uh, when Coach Madge was the coach, well, <laughs> Phil, what was his, uh, Fra- uh, Fa- uh, Foster. Fa- yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, when Coach Madge had it, okay. we, we would have, uh, we hosted a couple of steak dinners on Friday night at Friends Frost. Produce. That was his name. Yeah. Coach, coach Frost. And uh, um, so, uh, and, and we enjoyed doing that. You know, we were uh, uh, big Red Raider fans. And, <laughs> You know, when Rob and and, uh, and Trey were playing basketball, we were we tried to go to as many games as we could, and you know, because it was fun and 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 we were fans. Yeah, we we loved it. Engineered Sleep makes the best mattresses out there. Sleep is the number one thing you can focus on right now to better your performance on a daily basis, and you might as well be sleeping on an Engineered Sleep mattress. Like I said, their products are the best, and their customer service is second to none. Their website is engineeredsleep.com. If you use promo code LIVE15, you'll get 15% off your order. So if you or someone you know is looking for a new mattress, reach out to the team at Engineered Sleep, and they'll hook you up. Again, their website is engineeredsleep.com. Use promo code LIVE15 to get 15% off your order. What about... uh... The memories of tailgating down in Columbia when all of us were in school down there. That was great. That was a lot of fun. And so, what was your mindset going into those tailgates sometimes? Oh my gosh, what's going to happen today? <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll just I'll remember one. I remember when my nephew Toby, who passed away, um, and uh, you, and I think Pierce Wiley. Um, it was a South Carolina w- was playing. It was a big game, and me and Tammy had bought uh, all this food from Chick Fil A and places. And then, so the fraternity parking lot was down the street. Say, I think it was an early game, and and after the game, we had all this food left over. So we go down to the fraternity lot, and you and Rob and uh, Toby. And a lot of his friends, uh, I think Pierce Wiley was yeah. there because y'all were all kind of uh, running around together. We <laughs> took all that food down there, and, and these kids were so appreciative um, because I think most of you hadn't eaten all that. <laughs> we needed to eat. <laughs> you needed to eat. And um, so that I don't know. I don't know why that one stands out. Toby had a bunch of the basketball players there at, at the time, and that one when that was when Frank Martin was coming in and. He had Damien, the uh, J.L. Man, yeah, Leonard. Damien Leonard from uh, from J.L. Man High School, and it was just a, it was just a lot of fun. I remember having a uh, like Pep Nathan Pepper, Nathan Pepper, yeah, football players by. Yeah, they would come by afterwards, and even after Nathan played, you know, he's he he still comes by. He's 
he was a he was a good uh very nice young man and, and a byproduct of that was when I talk about that extended relationship of, of Drew and Trey's and so it was just uh you know once again a lot of fun for us. Yeah. With and um we like young people. <laughs> and, well we like you and them and you know being around young people makes you feel young. I agree. So, it keeps you like motivated. I mean being around I think people that are just active and good people. Yeah. You know? Um, it really rubs off on the people around you. And we can probably say that about uh, our current football coach Yes, down there. Yes. Um, we're recording this uh, a couple of days after losing to Georgia. I wasn't too disappointed in our effort down there. Um, but what do you think about Coach Beamer and what he's got going on? I, I like him. I got a lot of respect for what he's doing. And um, I like anybody that works hard, and I think he's a hard worker. Um, I haven't met him personally. Um, I did speak to him briefly uh, at a fellowship, a Christian athlete uh, dinner at Furman um, last September. Okay. Um, that uh, they had the coaches from all the South Carolina schools up there, and um, he was busy, and we just kind of had a brief conversation. I wanted to ask him about, I think he has a relative in the produce business, okay. but we didn't get that far. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, I I do like him, and uh, I think he's going to do some good things. I, I know he can recruit, and uh, that he's shown us that, and uh, he gets a couple more good recruiting classes under his belt. I I don't think we'll go be going down to Athens and and just looking good in in a long. one half. I <laughs> think I think we'll look good in both halves, and uh, you know um, he's up. Uh, he, he he's gonna be okay. Do you um? Do you have you know when you wake up each day right and you're going about your day? Do you have some things you try and live by? Um, like I do. Um, so I have this prayer. I try to pray every morning. Dear God, give me the grace for this day, not for tomorrow, not for next week, but for just this one day. Direct my thoughts and bless them. Direct direct my work and bless it direct the things that I think and speak and give them blessings to. And uh, so I try to do that every day, and I think it's a good thought process to start out with. Do you know when you started doing that? I probably first heard that prayer. It's not my prayer. I didn't make it up um, about seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe about that long. Yeah. What about uh, being active and moving or, you know, ha relationship building? Is there kind of cornerstones or things that you believe make and build good relationships? Um, sure. Um, I think in business, um, you, you, you have to be proactive in the sense like my, my business philosophy is, is uh, I'm going to say something that, that sounds so simple, but it's true. So I'm in the produce business, and I buy fresh fruits and vegetables every day. So my business philosophy is find good growers, <laughs> number one. Number two, pay them fast, okay? And number three, give the customer what they want. Mm -hmm. And all everything in the middle is some of it static, some of it's good, some of it's not good. But if you try to do those three things and you pay attention to what your customers are telling you, you you'll develop a good cornerstone for good relationships because 
in any business, you have to have good relationships with vendors as well as your customers. Okay. So the growers that are my vendors, I feel like we have to have a good relationship with mm -hmm. because um, the produce business is uh, weather related issues can pop up. Yeah. Markets can get tight. And, you know, if you have a good relationship, you may be able to get product on a tight market mm -hmm. that maybe not everybody in your business can get. Yeah. And uh, so um, that's the way I look at that. With um, with maybe your most important relationship, or it, maybe it could be, depending on how you look at it, but it could be with Tammy. Yeah, it, had, it is. Yeah. Um, 33 years celebrating upcoming. I think that's right. Just just celebrate. Just celebrate at 33. Over those 33 years, what do you think your keys or some things the younger generation can take for for a long, beautiful marriage? You got to be positive and pay attention to what your spouse needs and not get wrapped up in what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you do that, it, it becomes a nice partnership where, um, you have a good equilibrium in that yeah. sense. And, you know, it, it, I'm not going to say that you don't have bumps in the road. I'm not going to say that you don't have difficulties, mm -hmm. but, you know, as long as you respect them, your spouse, for for what they're trying to do and building a home and 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 helping you make a life and 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 not get so wound up in what you're trying to do and and like you're the only one in the picture um that that goes a long way and it's it's easier said than done yeah um most men are want to fix everything they're fixed yeah yeah and um you know you can't always do that mm -hmm. uh, without help um, and you can't always do it even with help. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So with, um, with relationships, we have, uh, your nephew, my best friend, Rob getting married. Yes. Here soon. Um, you excited for the wedding? I'm very excited. Uh, I think he's met a, a really cool, beautiful s spouse to be. Yep. Um, We've been around her a lot, and she's uh, she's she's lovely. She is, yeah. She's very lovely, and uh, met her family here recently. Miss Skip and I, and and Tammy and Barbie went to New York in June, and um, had a nice weekend up there. And uh, so, uh, uh, Rob's in a good place. He is. I'm, and, and uh, I'm very proud of where he is, how he got there, and. And, and what he's doing. Yeah, and we have uh, Drew and Lindsay coming up too. Not Drew too and Lindsay. And uh, that's another one I'm very proud of. Uh, uh, they seem to be happy, mm -hmm. uh, as happy as as two people can be. That's right. And looking forward to them getting married as well. And I'm um, very proud of them and how they got there. Mm -hmm. and, um, I know uh, making you proud is definitely a goal of, I could probably say all of them. Uh, Drew's bachelor party is coming up this weekend. Yeah, I was invited. 
Hey, Rob. Figure. Rob's in Montreal was really fun. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. See, I wasn't invited to that one either. <laughs> you know. But they're going down to the beach, and I know they're playing golf on Friday. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's big on Big Steve's golf game like nowadays? It's a little rough. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I I did shoot my best score I've I've ever shot this year. Um, so uh, I carded at eighty three. There we go. As a double score. But, uh, you know, that's pretty good for me because uh, normally I shoot in the in the in the in the mid to sometimes low 90s. And uh, so but I enjoy playing. Um, I got a group of guys that we play with. I don't know. I I get out there with them about every three or four weeks. And uh, we have a little uh, pot we play for. <laughs> Is this a leg view? It is, and uh, it gets it gets it gets a little competitive. So, uh, but it's uh, we have a lot of fun. So, how did you? Um, Lakeview is also the course me and my buddies usually go play at. How did you uh, find Lakeview? Do you remember uh, the stories with them over there? As a kid, as a kid, I've known uh, the owner for a long time, and he's a really just a, a great guy, Fred Fred King, and um, he's always welcoming and and uh, um. It's a it's a good place to go, kind of relax, mm-hmm. and and uh, not to take anything away from any other golf courses around here. But <laughs> if you want to have a relaxed game, that's the place to go. So. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. He's uh, I've had some good conversations. I've thought about having him on the podcast to tell he, the story. He, of his he's golf tremendous to have. You know, with with everything he's been through and the where where he is and how he got there with him and his two sons running that place and. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yes, sir. With um, with Greenville as as a whole, and kind of what it brings to your family and also your business and the community. You know, how is it to you to see Greenville grow to kind of what it is today? It, it, it's great. Um, the Greenville is a fantastic place to live. Um, it, you hear that, Rob? <laughs> absolutely, Rob. Um, if I if I couldn't live in Greenville, I'd want to be in South Carolina somewhere. So Greenville's a great city and a great state that has a lot to offer. Uh, people that uh, I know that that in the produce business that come here from California to see us or Florida to see us or or the Northwest, they absolutely fall in love with it, and and that says something. Um, um, you just don't uh, get a town that has blossomed like this without a lot of great people that, that live in this community and, and work in it and, and, and build it up and for, for what it really is. Yeah. Um, it's a great tourist uh, destination. It's a great culinary destination. Uh, you've got great college football. You got Furman and Clemson, very close proximity. And, and, uh, um, it's, uh, it's got a lot to offer. Uh, young people, you know, uh, if you're looking for a place to live, this is, this is a place you really need to take a serious look at. Yeah. I, I mean, I always like tell my dad and, you know, your generation, I think y'all played a huge role in transforming Greenville to really what it is today. Your dad did a hell of a job in the restaurant businesses that he had and, and, uh, um, I mean, all y'all, the Hughes's, the, um, the Stones, I mean, yeah. all of y'all's old school Greenville families have really like helped Greenville blossom to what it is today. Yes. Yeah, those those Hughes and Stones and 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 your dad and and uh, 
so you, so many other people, they, they've done a, a great job in, in developing this city's infrastructure and uh, real estate. And, and uh, uh, it's, I think it's second to none. Mm-hmm. With, um, with us closing up here, I always like to give some words of advice uh, for the younger generation or for people, you know, maybe um, they don't have the relationships like some people have or they're maybe a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. You know, what would be uh, a piece of advice for them from Mr. Uncle Steve? Well, um, invest in yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, nobody can take care of you or yourself better than you can. So I would invest in myself. I would invest in uh, long-term, solid relationships uh, and um, take care of the people that uh, that are close to you. Take care of your family. Take care of your spouses. Uh, always do a process check. Mm-hmm. Reinvest your best resources in those relationships and those marriages and, and the things that will project you to a, a great future. Well, Uncle Steve, I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for having me. I was a little bit taken back when you, when you invited me. This is my first time doing anything like this, but uh, I want to thank you for having me, and you really made me feel at ease and relaxed. And uh, you got a great thing going on here. And, uh, when I look at uh, my my sons and I mean my uh, nephews' friends, um, and I think of guys like you, it makes me proud. Well, I can tell you, uh, you played a role in I think mentoring and helping a lot of us grow up. So as a father figure, and I truly mean that. So thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Give our partners some love by visiting their links in the show notes. Spinks Convenience Stores, you can find the location nearest you. Rebel Rabbit Seltzers, they're on a mission to socialize healthier and smarter, so join the mission. And Engineered Sleep, making the best mattresses in the game. You might as well be sleeping on an Engineered Sleep mattress. For me, if you could give our show a five-star rating on your listening platform. That'd be greatly appreciated. And thank you so much for listening.